Today we're episode 62. I thought we were going to change how you opened our episode in there. I almost did. You did. Episode 62. Today we're talking, we're actually going to review, not like review, but like recap the Broadway beatdown. Kind of coming off that high of a weekend. Have you recovered? Yeah. Just needed a day with the dog in the woods, walking around. That was an unreal weekend. It was good. It was a whirlwind. <laughs> I think my favorite one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so too. I, I just like start to finish, like, you know, the fact that we could still run it managed all around the restrictions and different things that were implemented the week before. And then the turnout was awesome. And I think that's where I liked it. And I think it only was like that because we were outside yeah because we had this space yeah because you wouldn't have gotten that many people inside restrictions no restrictions in years past we've never seen that many people spectators yes yeah that was my favorite we would have had a lot more teams but when those restrictions came some teams dropped out so again too like i don't know where everyone would have fit if we would have gone or like how long we would have been well i would have to change the events for sure yeah (laughs) but still yeah definitely one for the books sixth year that's pretty awesome and Mm -hmm. there was like many times throughout the weekend where I was still calling it the throwdown (laughs) it's hard not to yeah kind of ingrained in you yeah um what are some highlights from the weekend for you oh my volunteers are always number one I think there was like one moment during I think it was maybe the third event or the second event. And I was, I just went over to like the far corner kind of by the dumpster, that corner. And I just like, just stood there and watched as like a spectator watching all the athletes like work out. And then there was a shift in between where the um, volunteers came out and they switched all the plates on the thrusters. I think, I think it was that one. And the, um, marshals were bringing people in and people were scurrying all around. I was just like, like, we did this, like, this is cool. And to see it run from the outside, when you take like that, like outside the box kind of perspective on it, man, it's pretty, pretty phenomenal watching it from the outside like that, you know, and we don't ever really get to think of it in that way because we're so in the middle of it, planning and organizing and executing it. And so I just kind of like just stepped out, took my organizer hat off and just watched for five minutes. And I, and to be honest, like just felt really proud standing on the sideline, watching this like well-oiled machine, just like running. Everybody's having the time of their lives. Like just the, like the vibe was awesome. It was a cool moment for me. And I think, and I heard a lot of feedback about that, like how smoothly things ran, how like organized it was from not just athletes or like even parents of athletes for our younger athletes, 
but from spectators who like had never been to an event like this, had no idea what happened. Like they thought the way it ran was super cool. Yeah. And I, th- I thought it was interesting that somebody, one of the volunteers said to me that it was like a new volunteer said that they volunteered at many other things within the community for many, many years. And the way that this was organized and ran was the best event that they had ever been a part of just because of how smoothly and organized it was. That's cool. Yeah. I thought that was actually really interesting. And we had a lot of new volunteers yes. and the fact that it could run so smoothly and we could count on them the way we did was also a highlight for me. And I had said to somebody that like, it's, you know, we have like 40, 45, maybe 50 people in total helping us throughout the course of the weekend. And it's just like, I don't know a lot of other events that can gather that many of their customers, right? Like these guys are our clients. There's not many people that volunteered that weren't members at the gym or involved in some way, shape or form that could get them to give up two days of their entire weekend, start to finish. And like just literally because they want to be a part of something like this, mm-hmm. you know, fear missing out, right? Like, well, that was the other thing. Our volunteers who only volunteered one day definitely said like, I had FOMO because I wasn't here one day. Yeah. Like I wanted to be here. Somebody even drove past the gym extra times, like out of their way to just check in and see what was going on. Cause they wanted to be here. And to me that again, something else that makes me like very proud that the people feel that way and they want to be involved for those reasons. And like, that's cool. Mm -hmm. You know, when I started doing this six years ago, that was not something that was ever on my radar. And now like is one of my drives for organizing this is like to make it a great experience for the volunteers. Yeah. Like literally for anybody participating, no matter how they participate. Yeah. That's cool. Other highlights. Um, obviously lots of the, the special moments that happen out on the floor, mm-hmm. you know, Ashley and Aaron and everyone gathering around them to rally them in to finish their workout. And there was multiple people throughout the weekend that needed that extra push of the spectators and the volunteers. Mm-hmm. And just those moments where like everyone just kind of pools around and you know, they're yelling and cheering and mm-hmm. like that moment, that moment is always so special. Um, and that was some other feedback again, from a non- crossfit member just just a random spectator somebody's husband saying i have never seen like an event like this or a sport like this where people are cheering each other on and they're competitors like against each other against each other not from the same gym not from the same community but they're cheering other people on yeah like i think that just blew their mind yeah and I thought that was really interesting. Something very unique to this. And sport. that's, I think my favorite part is just yeah. having that happen. Like you don't know who the person is that you're cheering on, but like, you're going to cheer them on. And like, for me, I purposely put myself on event five on the road so that I could, you know, I know that my strength is encouraging and motivating people and, you know, that little bit of last belief when you Mm -hmm. need it the most. And so I really enjoyed helping bring those people in with the log run. Mm -hmm. Um, just some of the conversations that I was having with people along the way, Mm -hmm. you know, they may may not have been conversing back with me because they were in a deep, dark place at that moment, but just sharing that moment with them when I know that they needed me in that moment. So yeah, that was another cool part. And obviously like our volunteers stepping in the way that they did, like Owen, for example, helping Cindy finish her workout when Jason went down and Mm -hmm. like, just 
it's amazing to know that behind us, we have these genuine, caring, you know, compassionate people who just want to help others. Yeah. No matter what given circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Any other highlights? Um, the programming was awesome. A few One of your th- favorite years of programming? Uh, all around? Like if you were to look at it all around? Yeah, probably all around. I would make a few changes. Yes. And given we had already made a few changes once yeah. the, you know, the restriction announcements came out, we knew we were taking this outside. Um, you know, it sucked that we couldn't involve any gymnastics and it did change some of our workouts. Uh you know, to like elicit different types mm-hmm. of responses than they were originally written for. Mm-hmm. Um, so probably overall, yeah, I'd say so. Mm-hmm. Favorite year. Yeah. And just some timing things on yeah. certain workouts, but it was funny when event four. Oh boy. Sorry to okay. our listeners for that one. Thanks. <laughs> um, event four when my lane of people were resting, I would have the conversation of like, they were dying on the ground. And I was like, Hey, do you want to know what this workout was supposed to be? And I tell them and they'd be like, Oh, thank God. We didn't have to do partner wall balls or whatever. They're like, I'll take this any day. So it was kind of just fun to have that conversation with them. And likewise, I did the same thing on the log run and and I'd be like, Hey, did you know that this was actually 30 toes to bar instead of a one K log? Yeah. So it was fun to kind of have that background conversation with them and just have that moment of reflection of what this was supposed to be and your life could have sucked a heck of a lot more or in your case it would have been easier (laughs) your life would have been easier and now just got harder yeah but yeah no so I thought that was some cool moments too any other things that stick out to you um I think and maybe this is like more specific to our gym but like we had a lot of first-time competitors Again, too, like people that just want to be a part of the event and work out with their friends and do things like that. But I think that everybody literally put, and I'm again, more so for our own athletes, put in everything that they could in that moment and gave what they could. And I just was like super proud of our athletes and the valiant effort that they were showing. You know, everyone was trash talking me about bleeding lungs, but hey, you went out there and you freaking put yourself on the line when you needed to. And you slugged your way through those 15 thrusters, whether you wanted to or not. Mm -hmm. And at the end, like, I'm pretty sure most people can look back on that event and be like, yeah, like I am proud of my effort. So, um, I was just really proud of our athletes and the efforts that they put forward. That was really cool. Yeah. Anything you do differently? Like, obviously I changed the programming a little bit. I would get some, I get like three different people to check my math on my heat list. Yeah. That was <laughs> this, a little like that is like one thing I've prided myself on for the last five years is I have never gotten off that schedule by more than a minute. And by, if we did by a minute, it was cause we started early on the three, two, one go on the first heat. Cause we got excited or something. But at one point on Saturday in event, two I think it was I looked down and we were 10 minutes behind and I went oh shit and I went in like panic mode like why is this happening did we skip a heat did we forget a heat on the heat list like why is this happening and I started puzzling it out and then I noticed I literally put a one when I was supposed to put a two on the timestamp, and that messed it up by 10 minutes the whole way through for the rest of the day (laughs) 
<laughs> I was, and everyone's like, oh, you got to stop being so hard on yourself, blah, blah, blah. But like, like I've prided myself on that for five years and did this based on my own mistake. Like, And it was like, what was it? The day or two days before somebody had messaged about a day two error. Yeah. And we fixed that one. It's like, you missed catching. But like, you look at this stuff for so long yes. because like our master spreadsheet has it's all based off that heat list, like mm-hmm. everything, right. The equipment list and, yeah. and et cetera, et cetera. So like you look at those timestamps literally thousands of times over and it's so easy just to make that human mistake. So at the end of the day, I was like, Oh shit. Like, yeah, okay. I can, it all worked out. You yes. know, I don't even know, like our volunteers didn't notice because nope. they knew exactly what they needed to do regardless. Yeah. I'm sure the athletes noticed because warm up times and things yep. like that, but man, it's like a little asterisk on, on this year that one year our timeline did not work yeah and and like arguably too like it's nice that it didn't work because of a math error not because we just yeah. randomly got behind somewhere yeah, exactly and it was interesting like when I was talking to like the marshals and the volunteers it's like hey that clock three two one go starts we don't touch it it keeps running so like you cannot get behind because nobody is coming in to stop the clock to save you it's just gonna run but we did get behind and that was because we had that moment with ashley and aaron where the entire oh, yes crowd, that one time we had to including stop. our volunteers oh. swarmed around her and you know they went right to the time capsule and we only had a minute switch in between yeah. there so everyone's standing around cheering and high-fiving them and hugging them and meanwhile this minute transition is already all started these plates and bars and it's yeah. like oh crap so yeah. I, d- I did stop the clock on that, that one. one time but again yeah. that's like that one-off situation where it's worth it yeah to do that and it yes creates some panic but I think um with everyone making comments about like how well of an oiled machine it is you know how well it runs maybe you could provide some insight into our listeners about like because I'm most of our listeners are probably athletes that are out on that floor. Tell them what it what the back end looks like in terms of like the organization of it all to make something like that event for with the heavy deadlifts, like what that needs to look like. Like explain that process for them. That one kept me up at night. Like that for like one three was nights. like, and I think I swore at you more times than you're I not allowed to do it. this anymore. Yeah. Like, I think I said that like five times, even right up and two, but it's like, and I think this year it was harder and I wondered why it was so much harder, but we had seven different divisions, which means yes. seven different ways the bars needed to be loaded, Yeah, which means like, like back up a second. Like, this is how it goes. I program the workouts. I put the loads on the workouts and then I hand them to you <laughs> and I say, make Figure it, work. it out. Yeah. And you put one minute break in the workout that requires the most amount of equipment changes and like a two minute break in the workout that required like zero equipment changes. So I, you need to lose control over programming breaks, but, um, so yeah, basically when the workouts are programmed, we now have to like break each event down by what equipment's needed in terms of division. So you've got your beginners, your intermediate, your RX, male, female, male, male, female, female, and just like organizing that and then organizing where the equipment's going to go and the flow of the workout and how it's going to get to those spots. Um, so that's like just spreadsheet central of, okay, in this square at this time, we need this weight on this bar and this and this square and then in this one minute break you now have to switch this out to be this weight on this bar and this and this square 
and just kind of just tracking how that goes and making sure we have enough equipment to accommodate said workout, which is why one workout had to change because you just went ham on barbells and plates and heavy loads. And it's like, uh, we can't do this. Like this is impossible. So you got to make a change. I'm pretty sure at first she said, ah, we'll just figure it out. And I was like, no, like we actually cannot do this. Like we need twice as amount of plates as what we have. And we can't ask another gym to bring that much more for us. Which as a sidebar, this is how our working relationship goes. And our friendship also is like, oh, we'll just figure it out. And you go, no, we can't do that. We need to plan this. I refuse to do that. Like there's change it. Like it's easier to just change it. So um, just breaking that down, literally equipment by equipment, plate clips, bars, all of that stuff and like where it needs to go. And then having to translate that so the volunteers can understand how that process needs to go. Yeah. Because if you just put down this bar needs 265 on it, what does that mean? They like to have one minute to figure out what that what, looks exactly. like. No, it's yeah. like, okay, you need to have three 45 pound plates on this bar. And like one bar might already have that plate on it. So now you've got to take it from that bar and put it on this bar. And like, and then in event four specifically, like having bars preloaded from extra plates that we might've had so that they're partially ready. And just all of that, like literally it's like choreographing a dance, like what is happening when, and what's happening behind the scenes. Yeah. It, it takes a lot. I enjoy it. I didn't enjoy event four because it was just excessive in terms of plates and bars and math. The rest of it was fine, but it, yeah, it requires a lot of planning. But I think it's worth an honorable mention that like Jackson Lake, who is somebody yes. that we did not expect to step up into the role that he assumed on the weekend. Yes. I learned a lot about her control um, of a lot of things, but specifically hammering yeah. out that event for, for you yes. in a way that could translate for um, the other yeah. volunteers to make it work. It was, it, and it was interesting because I was talking to somebody else and I was like, this one's just so hard because by the time I got to planning that one, we were deep into like Thursday, Friday of the week. And I had to check and do a bunch of different things at the same time. So I'd do bits of event four and then I'd come back to it. And it's like, by the time you come back, you don't know if you're coming or going and where you're, where you are in the event. And that just got super confusing for me. So I relying on Jackson to like double check and check my math and check to see where my bars and plates are and see where there's errors. And then he did one more step above and beyond. He then translated it into something that was also more helpful for the volunteers. So Event four literally had the information laid out in probably three different ways so that we touched on everybody's like learning and comprehensive or comprehension. Like it didn't matter how you understood it. You had three ways to understand it so that everybody could figure it out. It was awesome. And I think that is why that one ended up being so successful is because I could count on Jackson to like take that and refine it to what it needed to be. Jackson's an engineer. So that is like right up his wheelhouse. Yeah. He's like, this is what I do. Like yeah. I organize numbers and stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. Where have you been this whole entire week? <laughs> like I could have used you on Monday. <laughs> so now I know for next year to count on Jackson to kind of help organize. That. I already booked him in. Excellent. Good. <laughs> well, and it was interesting because I haven't done this role before, like the organizing of equipment. So that was just a little bit different. And I haven't volunteered in that aspect either so I didn't even know what that process looks like yeah you've always been a judge yes yeah and I've always like organized other things so being on that end I 
went to some of our like veteran volunteers and I was like, okay, what is the easiest way for me to provide this information? I've known you've done it different ways in the past, what worked, what didn't. So doing that was super helpful. Yeah, it was. It's a lot of moving pieces at once. Yeah. You know, like between the equipment, the marshals, me, the judges, there's a lot of moving pieces and they all need to happen synchronously. And I was going to say at the same time, but synchronous, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. any one little blip in one causes a blip in the rest. Yeah. And so I think when I, when we started this six years ago, you know, like I've competed all over the continent and I've seen the good stuff. I've seen the bad events, like Mm -hmm. for the bad, um, the not so great competitions, I've been to regionals, you know, I, I've seen the games, I've, I've been to the games, I know how they work. Mm-hmm. I wanted to take that level of professionalism and employ it in what we do so that it would create the best experience for everyone involved, right? Like imagine if you're a volunteer and it was just like somebody hollering, okay, we need 115 on that bar, go. And it's just somebody who started CrossFit last month and they have no idea what is going to make 115, right? And you have the athletes who are coming to warm up because it says that's their heat time, but they're actually running 25 minutes behind. Like that makes a huge difference as an athlete, you know? So that was like one of the very first goals. It needed to be clean and it needed to be run well. Mm -hmm. And I think that we've accomplished those two things every single year to the best level that we were possible, that we possibly could. Yeah. And, And that makes me proud you know, to put this event on and then like talk about it and advertise it because I know that what you're paying for, you're Mm -hmm. getting a great experience at the end end of it. And I think just going back to our volunteers too, I think this was also the first year that the equipment who, the person who organized the equipment wasn't actually back with our volunteers because typically that person is there or, and like monitoring how the equipment is brought out and and there for the volunteers if they have questions i was not there like i had trust in them 100 because i was on the floor judging the whole time and it was it was a nice feeling to know that i could trust them that they had their team leaders to go to they had especially for event four like jackson to go to you didn't really need to like you were there but like they kind of had their they yelled at me like I tried to help and that's yeah I know that I'm faster at ripping a bar like the plates off a bar so I jumped in that one time and and then they yelled at me and I was like okay okay and I I went back and I was like okay I just need to stop micromanaging this like I trust you guys yeah you guys know exactly what you're doing nice to have that trust in them it really is like, it was hard, like leading up. I was like, okay, I'm not sure. Like, I'm not going to be here for them to ask questions or to monitor. But once you get in the moment and that option is taken away from you, it's people figure yeah, it out. Then, and they did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was good. I actually really like judging. Like yeah. I got to judge a it's couple fun. of heats and man, I was like into it. It's fun. It's yeah. really fun. I it was it. hot. It was very hot. <laughs> you guys were did a great job standing outside. It sucked that you guys were out there for the entire time. That warm. Figured the guy from Chile is the only one that came prepared with his big hat. bucket hat. Yeah, that was smart. Yeah, because I was, I was so into, it. especially on the final. There was like one heat yeah. where your you heat and, and I were right were... neck and neck, and we looked at each other. And I and started. I, like, I said to my guy, I said, "We're right neck and neck. Like, let's get going." And you guys were. I started us. like coaching them through because I wanted them to win. Beat us, that is for sure. Yeah, that was so fun. Yeah. 
Um, our MCs. Oh, the MCs are amazing. Were a big highlight yeah. for me. I love Tyler. Tyler's such a good dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and like this is something he's been doing a lot more since mm-hmm. he stopped competing. Or well, I don't know if he stopped competing, but like has definitely assumed this role in more local competitions. Mm-hmm. So I knew that we wanted him in here. So I'm grateful that you know he drove all the way from Saskatoon to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. And Julie, like Julie surprised us all. But in the end, when I thought about it, I'm like, did she really surprise us? Because like I think just she's never done this before, so we didn't know how it was gonna go. Yeah, but Julie is Julie, right? Yeah. Like as soon as she started dancing around and being herself, like putting her personality out there, I knew that was like the perfect place for her. So, so in a way it like, wasn't a surprise. So in class last night, it was a small six thirty class and Julie was in it. And somebody goes, Julie, will you just be the MC for us for this workout? <laughs> something before they even started, I don't know if they were doing a test or something, Julie like announces the people and they start doing something and she's like emceeing them. Oh, it was so funny. I was in the <laughs> office and I could hear it and I was just laughing. Oh, it was funny. So yeah, that, that's cool that she has like created that. They did an excellent job. They role. kept the crowd entertained. They kept the athletes, you know, yeah. informed and he was great. Like, and just both of them, their knowledge of like what was going on, who these people were, where they're mm-hmm. from, like their mm-hmm. impact, knowing that it's people's birthdays, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all those special little details that the athletes yeah. love to hear announced over the, yeah. the mic, like yeah and coincide with brett our dj like brett is fantastic brett's an old buddy of mine and you know he he's in this for the long run like just loves being a part of our event and luca his kid loves being a part too luca helped me out with a few little tasks here and there they were awesome yeah well it's cool that he like looks for our dates that he can plan weddings and stuff around it yes yeah it's nice to have him and then our photographer yeah, Chad is, as I'm going through his pictures and putting them up on the Facebook page, like, again, too, another great guy, like, yeah. doesn't do a lot of photography around, that's, it's just like a hobby for him, and, you know, has extended his help to, to us mm-hmm. for this, and, man, does he take, he, and I said to him, I'm like, you have an eye for this, mm-hmm. you know, and he, <laughs> he made a funny joke, he's like, I just like doing it because I get to go back to school on Monday and tell all my photography kids that I just did a CrossFit competition. That's cool. And I think the, (laughs) but he meant it from like, as if like he had just competed in the CrossFit competition. (laughs) That's funny. I think the athletes truly appreciate that. And I think that's something that like we've created that they look forward to. They know they're going to come to this competition, get good workouts in, get a great experience. But then like this takeaway that they get Get to keep those pictures that are so awesome. And like that is always something that I've enjoyed from my con- and I yeah. still go through my pictures now and like I know those moments I know those memories and you know I'll keep those pictures forever yeah. you know just the way that I know a lot of these people will too it's just you're so proud of what you're doing yeah. and you don't really get to reflect about that in the moment mm-hmm. so then when you get to see the pictures after and how great they are yeah. you know that's stuff that you want to yeah. you want to keep for, mm-hmm. for a long time mm-hmm. Any other feedback you've heard from members? I think having JL and Krista available for athlete services. So, you know, we had an incident where JL had to provide some medical service. I think that was fantastic. Just having her there. I was so grateful in the moment, you know, that would have been something I would have had to step in and do had she not been there. And just with my brain going 20 different ways, I wasn't prepared to, to give the the best attention to that individual. Um, So I was grateful for her to be there, but like the two of them were working together 
Jail would obviously have first contact with the athletes because she was outside right in the middle of them. And then she would funnel them towards Krista who then could finish up and, and get what they needed done. Yeah. And again, too, from my own competitive experience, having that type of service there for you is like game changing. Mm -hmm. You're sore, you're beat up. Like you just need somebody to make you feel a little bit better and that can, that can pay off, you know? So, and it's nice. And that's hard work. Like I would, I mean, all the power to Krista shit. I, oh, sorry. I would not, I personally could not do that for two full days, nine to five, just like with no breaks, you know? Well, she even said she's going to bring some of her students next year just to like be able to help more and also just ease up yeah time so she's not going straight yeah but I think it's cool that they're both members here Mm -hmm. and like they understand like what is happening like this isn't a foreign thing to them so that that makes them super relatable um so that's really awesome that they donated their time to that yeah it's fantastic yeah I think just all in all looking back on it like another one that I'm just I'm proud of I'm so pumped about that everyone had the time that they did you know I love at the end of the day you know, as people are finishing up their last workout and they pass by me and they just toss a few words my Mm -hmm. way. And it just means the world to me that, you know, people look forward to this. It's something that they keep in the back of their minds to watch for through the Mm -hmm. summer to sign up for, you know, it's, it's, it's on their radar because they want to be a part of it. They had such a great experience the year before. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that type of reputation about the event that that's hard earned. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that we've put in the work and got it to be the level of, again, professionalism that it is. Cause I do consider it ran in that, that element. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, a lot of competitions I've been to that you could tell have literally been put together days before. Yeah. And we start thinking about this in April. Yeah. You know, it's like, let's start planning and as the months go on and the registrations start coming in, the, the wheels keep turning. Yeah this gets done. This needs to get done. You need to talk to these people. We need to pull these people together. And yeah, it's funny. It's like every April we're like, okay, I sit down and do this again. (laughs) But like, it's so stressful getting it ready. And then when that first three, two, one goes, I maybe have a little bit of anxiety for the first like heat, just to make sure that everything's functioning like it needs to. But come day two, like that three, two, one go, it's just like, all right, like, let's do this. Like this day two, it's awesome. It's going to be over today and everyone's going to have a great freaking time. Mm-hmm. And then it's over. And like the most important part, which was, I would say is the easiest part this year with it being outside yeah, is the cleanup and the put the gym back together. That was like so what enjoyable. used to happen before was when it's inside, we have to empty the gym completely of all the equipment and everything in the gym, just so the clear space for everybody. Mm-hmm. And it would sit in a trailer in the parking lot type of thing. Yeah. And now with it outside, we didn't have to do that. We had to move some stuff around to make it more easily accessible. Yeah. But like we put the gym back together in like 90 minutes, I think yeah. we were out the door in yeah, an hour and a half after long. the last. And like cleaned. Yeah. Like ready to go for Monday morning. Monday. And like, that was probably my favorite part. <laughs> And yeah, that moment after, you know, when it's kind of the empty parking lot and you just, you're like, okay, I can take a deep breath now and just, it's over. Mm -hmm. Like we did that. I just kept saying that to myself. I was like, we did that. Like we did this. It was unreal. Yeah. 
That was cool. <laughs> We're both like sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> literally a whirlwind though yeah like honestly it, it happens so fast and you don't get to reflect on any of this in the moment right yeah. like even monday tuesday two days later you're still not ready to think about it yeah like this is probably the most i've talked about it <laughs> me too aside from like people who weren't around this weekend asking about it yeah but it's like yeah cool all right i think um like listener questions or comments thoughts i'm just gonna leave this one open and just if you were a competitor volunteer or just even a spectator and you've got some feedback whether it's good bad neutral whatever like we just want to hear your thoughts on what you observed what you were a part of like what your overall experience was like um yeah send that our way whether you facebook it or email or text us as always follow our socials so facebook instagram twitter and yeah we'll catch you catch you next next year at the broadway beacon next year at the broadway beacon <laughs> for the seventh edition oh my gosh i wonder what the unknown object will be next year yeah we never we didn't even talk about that on that was cool it was cool time the log start, time to start thinking about next year yeah all right episode okay. 62 recapping the broadway beatdown thanks for listening <laughs>